Hello, everyone. This is Brian Zimmerman, ABP Client Content Strategy with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Cindy Rios, CFO at Beth Israel Leahy Health. Cindy, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Brian. And so to, to get going here, can you just share a bit about yourself and, and your role in organization? Sure. So you, in terms of my title, you just went through that. I'm the EVP and Chief Financial Officer for Beth Israeli Health. have been in healthcare pretty much my entire career, um, over 15 years as a CFO, whether that be in a local market, divisional, or system role in both community and academic settings. Great. Well, I appreciate you getting into those details about your background. And you're, of course, um, recently promoted from interim CFO to CFO at Beth Israel Leahy Health. So while the number of women in CFO roles has nearly doubled in the last decade, women make up only 16% of all these positions. Can, can you talk a little bit about maybe what obstacles you faced in sort of getting to where you are today and, and, and how you navigated those? Sure. I would say that navigating through most corporate environments, whether or not it's healthcare, is, is challenging for females um, for many reasons, not the least of which is the fact that our presence alone challenges the status quo. That obviously creates a level of discomfort for people who aren't accustomed to working with females in the role. For me, the challenge was I heightened also by the my age. I was a first-time CFO at the young age of 25, um, and it was clear to me that it was not only difficult for people to digest direction because of my gender, but also my age. Um, and that first experience really helped inform for me the approach that I've taken since then um, throughout my career and trying to ensure that I build trust and credibility with the people that I work with. Yeah, CFO at 25, I'm feeling very lazy already here. So <laughs> well done. So so hospitals and health systems have obviously faced some some real, it's no secret, some real fiscal and operational challenges in the last few years. So thinking about, you know, we're, we're still in the early goings here of 2024. What are your your top priorities this year? And, and, and where do you really see see um, Beth Israel lately health going this year? Sure. So some of that is informed by the last couple of years. Our, we came together as a system in 2019. Our first year um, presenting a loss was fiscal year 22. We are working our way out of that loss. Last year, You know, in my interim role, we were able to reduce our losses by 34%. Our goal is in fiscal year 24 to get to a break-even performance. And we're really approaching this um, in two parallel paths. One is really focused on our operating performance and making sure that we're driving efficiencies and reducing our overall cost structure. And the second is to make sure that we're investing in strategic initiatives that are really going to strengthen our position five plus years from now. Um, that is evidenced by the new building that we just opened for Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in downtown Boston. We just last year closed on a transaction with Exeter in fiscal year 24. We're working on integrating them into our system. We've also just announced a uh, collaboration. The Dana Farber Beth Israel Cancer Collaboration is what we're referring to, so DFCI. So there's a lot going on for us right now. And again, both focus on what we call today and tomorrow, our current operating performance and our long-term strategic position. Sydney, thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's a lot of exciting stuff happening there. Can you talk a little bit about sort of is there a tension sometimes, or I guess, how do you find that balance between, you know, having those long-term strategies, pursuing those long-term strategies and addressing the sort of immediate needs that, that have to happen right now? Can you talk about just about how you strike that balance? 
Yeah, the greatest challenge I would say for operators is related to capital. Where do you invest? Um, a lot of the infrastructure with bricks and mortar requires significant capital investments. The more you pour into that to continue to keep same store open and performing at its current level, then challenges your ability to then fund longer term strategic initiatives. So from a finance perspective, it's imperative to make sure that we have a healthy balance sheet that allows us to fund both. But we are very focused as an organization and leadership team at identifying those key markets and service lines where we see growth happening within the markets that we cover and making sure that that's where we're making the greater investments without, again, challenging our ability to fund the bricks and mortar same store operations as they exist today. So, so not losing sight of that those long-term goals just because you've got some immediate uh, challenges or, or, or tasks to, to shore up, right? Right. And, you know, from a finance perspective, you know, looking at different financing strategies, we've last year for the first time used a synthetic lease to allow us to make sure to, you know, get into a new property without overly committing cash so that we can continue to fund operations and some of those, you know, urgent and emergent needs while investing in long term term strategic initiatives. So that synthetic lease allows us the opportunity to get into this new building build out service lines, grow the volume while maintaining and protecting cash in current state. And I imagine for this uh, this next question, you might've touched on some of this already, but I really just wanted to ask, you know, some, what are you, some of your biggest successes in the, in the last couple of years? And and again, you might've touched on this already, but we, we can go even deeper deeper here and talk about, you know, maybe what tools or resources were were instrumental in, in getting getting those successes, you know, notched for you all. Sure. So my healthier career originally started on the for-profit side. Um, the discipline, the rigor around day-to-day -day management is very different than what I've come to see on the not-for-profit setting. And so walking into Beth Israeliki Health a couple of years ago, that's really what the focus was. And so making sure that we had the right data to make informed decisions and then identify opportunities from an operational standpoint to create efficiencies was really the focus. And so We've been able to drive down our length of stay for patients beyond what we ori originally targeted. That creates capacity for us. That helps us reduce our cost structure. We've also been very focused on clinical documentation for our physicians, making sure we're appropriately documenting the acuity of our patients so that we're appropriately reimbursed. You know, so Those are some of the tactical things we've been doing. Throughout my time here in the last two years, we also saw two banks close you know, in the United States. And so making sure that we were also reducing our counterparty risk was a huge focus for us in the last year. Um, we were able to do that here at BILH, reducing that from 90% to about 13%. Um, we also issued, went out and issued $400 million in debt in the, in the first quarter of this fiscal year. So there's been a lot of activity and a lot that I can look back on and be very proud of. I would say in addition to those things, building a team, really focusing on the infrastructure that we have within finance has been critical. We've implemented five new systems in the last 12 months to make sure that we have the right data, the right infrastructure, and then pairing that with the right organizational structure that allows us to meet the local needs of our organization as well as the system priorities. Five new systems. That sounds like that sounds like a lot. Can can you talk a little bit about, about that work uh, specifically and, and of course how it's affected your team? Sure. So when we came together in 2019, we started working on integration that was paused during COVID. And we didn't really start refocusing on that until the last year, year and a half. Um, in doing that, we've 
you know, brought everybody onto one ERP, a new budget system, a new net, re net revenue valuation system, a new decision support system, a new productivity system. And that's all within the last year. We're now very focused on implementing Epic throughout the system. We have some hospitals that leverage it. Um, and yet outside of that, we have probably three other systems. And we're trying to get down to one platform that really will allow us to streamline our processes. It's it's an improvement not only for the staff, but also for our patients. Um, it When you're trying to reduce your cost structure, it makes things much easier and makes your ability to pivot in this environment, again, much easier than it has been for us in that we've been on disparate systems for multiple years. Well, thank you so much for walking through those details there. And I, we're, we're coming close on time, but I have a couple more questions for you. And I, I know you're extremely busy as you've laid out. This podcast is making me feel extremely lazy, Cindy. But <laughs> Cindy, um, what, what is one piece of advice you want to give women aspiring to lead at healthcare organizations, you know, especially here in, in, in finance, too, as we sort of talked about the top of the call, the the representation of, of women there is 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 growing, but it's it's still as you mentioned, your presence there kind of breaks the status quo. So, especially as it relates to, to to finance, what advice would you give to to aspiring women leaders? I would say, you know, especially for me, we we're recruiting a lot as we're going through our organizational um, restructure for finance. It's important to me to look for that talent. Uh, it is challenging when you're a female; you have competing priorities to find women who have the ability to, to make the commitment that it takes to do this type of a job. And yet those are the best employees that I have. And so what I would say is stick with it. There are many organizations that are looking for diversity, not only um, in race, but in thought and experience and gender. And it is possible and there is more receptivity now, I think, than there has been historically to bring in that new perspective, uh, more receptivity to people who challenge the status quo. In healthcare, I would say this is the one of, if not the most challenging industry out there at this point. And we're looking for new, fresh ideas, perspectives. So, you know, we're, the talent is very welcome at Beth Israeli Health. Definitely something that I'm looking for as I go out and recruit. Um, it does take a lot of emotional intelligence. Um, it does take thick skin because we are challenging the status quo. Again, our presence alone does that. And yet it's, it is valued, at least it has been throughout my career. So stick with it. We're looking for you. We're looking for talent. Please apply. Yeah, I think that's a, a wonderful uh, thing to key in uh, there is just sort of the value, uh, knowing the value you can bring to the table, even though you might be breaking the status quo. There is value in that alone, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, well Cindy, it's been a pleasure uh, having this conversation with you today. Is there anything you want to close by saying to, to our listeners, anything you didn't get a chance to say or anything you want to reemphasize here before I let you go back to your busy day? <laughs> no, thank you, Brian. This has been great. Excellent. Well, it, it really has been a pleasure. So thank you one one final time for, for coming on and, and sharing your expertise and insights with our audience. I also, of course, want to thank Extend Healthcare for sponsoring today's episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.